Chapter Fifteen of Elsie's Motherhood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Elsie's Motherhood by Martha Finley. Chapter Fifteenth. It gives me wonder. Great is my content to see you here before me. Shakespeare's Othello. Sir, you are very welcome to our house. Shakespeare day had fully dawned when mr travilla re-entered his sleeping apartment to find elsie in bed again but lying there with wide-open eyes how very quiet you came in careful not to disturb me i suppose my good kind husband she said greeting him with a loving look and smile as he drew near her couch yes he answered bending over her fondly stroking her hair i hoped you were taking another nap no i feel as if i should never be sleepy again i'm thinking of poor mrs leland how troubled anxious and distressed she must feel yes i shall ride over there directly and take me with you gladly if you'd like to go you will do her more good than i i doubt it but perhaps both together may be better than either one alone did she act bravely yes she's a noble woman they spent some moments in consulting together how to make their guest comfortable and at the same time effectually conceal his presence in the house they rejoiced in the fact that no one but themselves his own son excepted and had been cognizant of his arrival and elsie agreed with her husband that it should be kept secret from the children servants also save chloe and uncle joe whose services would be needed and who would be trusted not to divulge the matter mammy will manage about his meals i know said elsie and dr barton's visits may be supposed to be paid to violet the darling how glad and thankful i am that she seems to be losing her inclination to sleep-walking and i said her husband thankful to god for his blessing on the means used and to barton who is certainly an excellent physician their talk ended husband and wife separated to their different dressing-rooms elsie rang for her maid and aunt chloe appeared in answer to the summons aunt chloe was no longer young or even elderly but had attained to a healthy and vigorous old age and still so delighted in her old pleasant task of busying herself about the person of her young mistress that she would only occasionally resign it to other hands she was a household dignitary head tirewoman and head nurse and much looked up to by the younger servants she came in quietly and dropped a curtsy and said good morning miss elsie i hopes you's well honey but you's up so mighty early ah mammy i'm glad it's you for i have something to tell you yes i'm quite well thank you elsie answered then while making a rapid toilet went on to relate the occurrences of the last few hours winding up by putting the wounded guest in charge of aunt chloe and her husband the old faithful creature accepted the trust with evident pride in the confidence reposed in her this child and uncle joe'll take care of him honey never fear she said carefully adjusting the folds of her mistress's riding habit i'll nurse him to the best of my ability and the good lord'll soon make him well i hope and you and uncle joe will be careful not to let any other servants know that he's here that we will darling for sure the sun was just peeping above the horizon 
as mr and mrs travilla drew rein before the main entrance to the fairview mansion mrs leland came out to welcome them she was looking pale and worn yet met them with a smile and the words of grateful appreciation of all their kindness then with the quick tears springing to her eyes asked anxiously after her husband's welfare i think he is safe and will do well mr travilla said it seems only to be a flesh wound and that will soon heal with proper treatment and good nursing i shall go from here to dr barton's calling for my wife upon my return but first what can i do for you ah i see your door is quite demolished we must have it replaced with a new and stronger one before night yes that is the most pressing need just now said mrs leland come in and look there is really no other damage except a few bullet holes in the walls and these blood stains on the matting she said with a slight shudder and i am thankful to have escaped so well they stepped into the hall their talk so far had been on the veranda and gazed with interest upon the marks of the night's conflict mrs leland meanwhile giving a graphic account of it the servant was diligently at work cleaning the matting and had nearly obliterated the stains left by the wounded klu klux and you shot him mrs leland elsie said inquiringly archie and i or perhaps both of us mrs leland answered leading the way to the parlor they sat there a few moments conversing still upon the same theme you will hardly dare to stay here at night now elsie remarked yes where else i should feel very little safer from the ku klux in the woods and the malaria might rob us of health and even life come to ian said both her visitors in a breath you will be most welcome a thousand thanks she said with emotion i do not doubt my welcome yet fear to give a clue to my husband's hiding place there might be a danger of that mr travilla said thoughtfully but what better place my dear madame can you do stay here and put my trust in the lord he will take care of me and my helpless little ones i have been thinking of one of our noble pioneer women of the west whose husband was killed by the indians leaving her alone in the wilderness with six small children no white person within several miles her friends urged her to leave the dangerous spot but she said no this farm is all i have for my own and my children's support and i must stay here god will protect and help us and he did the indians though they knew she was alone never attacked her she lay sometimes all night with a broad axe in her hands ready to defend her babes but though she could see the savages come into her yard and light their pipes at her brushwood fire they never approached the house elsie's eyes kindled with enthusiastic admiration then filled with tears dear brave christian woman and you will emulate her courage and faith i shall try the hearts of the ku klux of to-day are no less in his hands than those of the indians of that day or this that is certainly true and he never fails those who put their trust in him mr travilla said rising now wife i will leave you here while i go for barton oh stay a moment edward she exclaimed a thought has struck me it is not usual for you to go to the doctor yourself might it excite suspicion and can you not trust uncle joe as your messenger your plan is best 
he said with a pleased smile let us then hasten home and dispatch him on the errand at once dr barton found the wound not dangerous extracted the ball with little difficulty and left the patient doing well the attack on fairview and the disappearance of its owners caused considerable excitement in the neighborhood there was a good deal of speculation as to what had become of him some thought it probable that he had hidden in the woods and died there of his wounds others that he had gone north to stay until the reign of terror should be over no one perhaps suspected the truth yet the wrath of the ku klux was excited against the travillas and the dinsmores of the oaks by the kindness they showed to leland's wife and children and threatening notices were sent ordering them to desist from giving aid and comfort to the carper baggers family they however paid no heed to the insolent demand but exerted themselves to discover who were the men wounded in the raid for that more than one had been hurt was evidenced by the bloody tracks in and around the house at fairview in this they were not successful doubtless because the men were from a distance it being the custom of the organization so to arrange matters that thus they might the more readily escape recognition the ian children were at play in the front veranda one morning shortly after breakfast when a strange gentleman came riding leisurely up the avenue harold was the first to notice his approach mammy mammy see who's dumbin dat one de cluxes he asked running in affright to aunt chloe who sat in the midst with the babe on her lap. "'Speck not, honey, don't be afraid,' she said soothingly, putting her arm about the little trembler. The girls were dressing their dolls, Eddie and Bruno racing back and forth, in and out, having a grand romp. But at Harold's question, Eddie suddenly stood still, with an imperative, "'Down, Bruno! Down, sir! Be quiet now!' and turned to look at the stranger." The gentleman, now close at hand, reined in his horse, lifted his hat, and with a winning smile said, "'Good morning, my little lads and lasses. Is your mother in?' "'No, sir. She and Papa have gone out riding,' replied Eddie, returning the bow and smile. Elsie laid aside her doll and stepped forward, said with a graceful little curtsy, "'Good morning, sir. Will you dismount and come in? Papa and Mamma will be here in a few minutes.' aha um hm aha yes my little lady i will do so thank you returned the gentleman giving his horse into the care of a servant summoned by eddie will you walk into the drawing-room sir elsie asked no thank you he replied seating himself among them and sending a glance of keen interest from one to the other one look into the pleasant genial face banished harold's fears and when the stranger held out his hand saying i'm your mamma's cousin won't you come and sit on my knee the child went to him at once while the others gathered eagerly about mamma's cousin then she'll be very glad to see you said elsie but she never told us about you observed eddie aha aha um hm aha but did she ever tell you about any of her mother's kin no sir said elsie i asked her once and she said she didn't know anything about them she wished she did aha aha um ha aha well she soon will child you look very like a picture of your great-grandmother that hangs in my house in edinburgh a bonny lass she must have been when it was taken 
yes sir and she's the picture of mamma remarked eddie everybody says so aha aha hum mm, aha has you got any little boys and girls at your house asked harold yes my man a quiver full of them are they good do they love jesus asked Vi. please tell us about them if you'd like to sir said elsie with a sweet gentle gravity Vi, dear you know we mustn't tease no i didn't mean to tease Vi answered blushing please excuse me sir and don't tell it unless you want to no no it will give me pleasure my dear i enjoy talking to my darlings especially now when they are so far away he seemed about to begin when elsie blushing deeply said excuse me sir i have been very remiss in my hospitalities it is early and perhaps you have not breakfasted yes thank you my dear i took breakfast at the village hotel where i arrived last night but you will take a cup of coffee and some fruit her sentence was broken off for at that instant a lady and gentleman came galloping up the avenue and the little ones hailed them with a joyous shout mamma and papa another moment and mr travilla had dismounted gallantly assisted his wife to do the same and together they stepped into the veranda both bowed politely to the stranger and the children running to them cried mamma mamma it's your cousin from scotland she turned inquiringly to him a flush of pleasure on her face he had risen from his seat and was coming toward her with outstretched hand and earnest admiring gaze my name is ronald lilburn your maternal grandmother and mine were sisters he said and your grandmother's marriage was displeasing to her father and all intercourse between her and the rest of the family was broken off in obedience to his stern command and thus they lost sight of each other i have brought you proofs of but elsie's hand was already laid in his while glad tears sprang to her eyes you shall show us them at another time if you will but i could never doubt such a face as yours and cannot tell you how glad i am to have at last found a relative on my mother's side of the house cousin you are welcome welcome to ian and she turned to her husband yes he said offering his hand with the greatest cordiality welcome indeed and not more so to my little wife than to myself thanks to you both he said with a bow and a smile cousin with an earnest look at his hostess you are very like a picture i have of your grandmother but with a glance at the wide-eyed little ones looking on and listening in wonder and surprise can it be that you are the mother of all these yourself scarcely more than a baron in appearance elsie laughed lightly ah cousin you have not examined me closely yet i have been a baron for many years how glad papa will be edward to see a relative of my mother's no doubt of it wife we must send him word immediately mr lilburn had no reason to complain of his reception he was treated with the utmost hospitality and his coming made the occasion of general rejoicing in the household refreshments were promptly set before him a handsome suite of apartments appropriated to his use and a manservant directed to attend upon his person a note was sent to oakes inviting the whole family to ian the children were given a holiday and elsie her husband and father spent the morning in conversation with their guest and examining family records 
miniatures and photographs which he had brought with him the day passed most agreeably to all the new-found relatives were mutually pleased and interested in each other mr lilburn was evidently a gentleman of intelligence polish and refinement seemed to be an earnest christian too and in easy circumstances the little folks made friends with him at once as children are apt to be quick at reading character the older ones felt this to be a confirmation of the good opinion he had already won from them End of chapter 15